to the Flying Solo Podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish. Hello and thanks for joining us for another Flying Solo podcast, the show for those going it alone in business. My name is Robert Gerrish and this episode is part of a special Success Essential series brought to you by the New South Wales Government's Business Connect program. In this five-part series, followed by a community webinar, our expert guests bring you essential strategies, tools and ideas to start or grow your business. And if your business is in New South Wales, Business Connect gives you access to personalised business advisory services, skills training and business events. And your first four hours of one-to-one business advice are totally free. To find out more, just Google Business Connect NSW or visit industry.nsw.gov.au forward slash business connect. Now, as okay, as they say, let's get this party started. So today on the show, I'm really pleased to have Gina Boldasari, who is editor of Startup Daily, Australia's leading startup publication, with an audience of over 100,000 entrepreneurs. And we're going to look at startup essentials, those foundations that we simply must have in place if we're going to get off on the right foot. Hey, Gina, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. That's great. So look, um, let's get this party started, as I say. So I guess, this, the, you know, where, where should we start? You know, you, you deal with and come into contact with so many startups. Yes. And you must have seen those that get it right and <laughs> the others, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those that don't. So where do you think we should start? What are the things we really need to have in place? I think the biggest thing, the number one thing, is you're solving a problem for people Mm. or you're giving them something that they actually want or need. Yes. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because when you say that, it sounds like, well, yes, (laughs) but we know that uh, it's so often miss, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really interesting one, I think. And I have often seen entrepreneurs who, um, you know, come to me with a pitch and think they'd be a great fit for an article on Startup Daily. And they say, you know, I've got this thing and it evolved out of, I had this problem, I faced this problem. So I decided to come up with the solution for it. And I was like, okay, you've had this problem, but did you ask anyone else if they did? And um, honestly, a lot of people don't actually do that sort of market research or um, customer validation. And um, I always, this has stuck in my mind for years. It was one of the first sort of startup events or conferences I ever went to. And there were three investors on a panel talking Mm -hmm. about what they look for when they, you know, choose to invest in a startup. And someone asked the panel, what's the biggest red flag for you? when you are taking in a pitch. Mm. And so, you know, to, to be able to pitch investors of this caliber means the startup has to be at a certain yeah. level already. They've right? already so jumped over a few hoops. Yes, yeah, so they're not new, they're hoops. not just a day old, that yep. kind of thing, you yep. know. Um, and the investors said, um, when I asked them how many potential customers or people they've spoken to, and they say none, yeah. like none. Yes. So, you know, if you've, 
spoken to no one and you think you have a problem, you can get your business to a certain level, but yeah. after that, yes. that's where you, you really get hit in the trouble. wall. Isn't that interesting? And it's, um, you know, uh, that, I'm guessing that makes good TV. Yes. When, you know, when a venture capitalist says to somebody, how many people you've spoken to, they say no one, you know, camera zooms yeah. in, music <laughs> changes. Um, but it's true. It's, yeah. it's, it's so true that, that, that businesses do get too far down the track mm -hmm. without really knowing. And often what I find um, is that people will talk to their nearest and dearest, their yeah. friends and their family. And in my experience with friends and family, they either absolutely love everything you do, which is mm -hmm. the most common thing, particularly yeah. with mums and dads, <laughs> yes. um, or they're completely the reverse. You know, they just they, they, they just shoot everything down because they, they're terrified that you're going to start your own business. Yeah. But regardless of what they say, it's not enough, is it? It's not enough to talk to friends. So we've got to talk to some people. Okay, so, going, so point one, very good point. Make sure that the problem you're solving is not just your problem. Yeah. I guess we both agree that starting with something that is your problem isn't a bad place to be because yeah. you're really you know you're feeling the expertise it. there as yes, well yeah. exactly the expertise but we've got to go a bit broader so let's imagine that we've done that you know we've got some validation we've spoken to a few people and we're getting some early signals that could be onto something here mm -hmm. where do you think we go next i then would go to google oh. and see who else is already trying to solve this problem? Okay. Um, because again, I get a lot of people emailing me and the favorite line that I see a lot mm. is, um, we're the first ones to do this. Oh, no yes. one else is doing yeah. this in Australia. Yes. And now I've been at Startup Daily for three and a half years now. So I've seen right. a lot of businesses, sure. um, got a lot of emails in that time. And so when I see that line, I'm like, well, I have a good memory and I can remember at least two or three mm. that I have written about that do this yep. exact thing yep. and several others that I did not write about because yes. at one point I was like, well, I've written about too many businesses that do this thing now yes. and it's no longer this that This unique original. idea of yours yeah. has already been written about three um, times. And they, you know, don't really Google. And, you know, not to say that you can't compete with other players out sure. there, but if you're trying to take on you know a company like airbnb maybe yeah. just yep. understand that airbnb is a huge global company now with mm. you know billions of dollars in mm. in venture capital funding yep. behind it yep. to help it further grow and yep. you know uh and billions of dollars thrown at its marketing yeah and exactly and exactly and an established brand name now as well so just think to yourself is this the right Yes, you know, right place to go. Yeah, like, right am territory. I realistically yeah. going to be able to compete? Yeah, that's another good point. So, uh, and I think, I don't know, I'd be interested in your opinion on this. If somebody does come along with an idea and they say, no one's ever done this, um, uh, that also sends off, uh, you know, your, your, your thought is immediately <laughs> ever so slightly cynical is, are you serious? You know, and you have a little look and sure enough, there's a few people that have. But... What do you think about those that, that say they've got something totally original and indeed when you Google you find they have got something totally original? Does that necessarily mean that everything's hunky-dory and it's going to be a great success? I think it's a good place to start to know mm -hmm. that you do have something original, but then that's when your ability to talk to people mm. comes into it. Um, because I think 
especially we see at Startup Daily, you know, there's a really big push in this space for kids to learn to code, yep. you know, and yep. they want people to get more expertise in tech and learn to code and everyone needs to learn to code, which is fine. Yep. That it, it is a real skill that people sure. should be learning, especially children, you know, to prepare for the jobs of the future. Mm. But you need to be able to communicate as well because mm. if you can't explain to someone what your product or service does, then you can't sell it. Yes, then people right. aren't going to buy it. Or if you need to be able to you know, bring on investors, you need to be able to explain it to them when you pitch it to them. Yes. Otherwise, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, and I guess that's the thing, isn't it, with something that's completely new is you're not... Uh, and this is something I, I've, I do drone on a bit too much about, so I'll try not to do it now. But as you end up um, thinking that you're in a position where you can do marketing, whereas in fact what you need to be doing is educating because yes. people don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. because I, I find that if I send all kind of warning signs to me if somebody comes, comes if I come across someone with something that's totally new, I think, well... You know, that's that's tricky because mm. uh, there's not a lot that is new. Yeah. Um, but also it can be quite a hard path to walk, isn't it? If you've got something totally new and you've got to educate a whole yeah. audience on that. Very difficult. But interesting that you still get or you do get a lot of pitches where obviously people think that that's an important thing. But I think the point you touched on there is is often it's better to do what someone is already doing but do it better. Yeah than it is to worry about being new all the time, isn't it? Well, I think even if you really do have something new and original, um, I think it still comes back to the fact that you're solving a problem mm. or giving people something that they want. You're just solving the problem or doing something in a way that people aren't used to. Yes. Maybe. So it might be the delivery that's yeah. new as opposed to the whole business concept. That's yeah. New. I guess yeah. like maybe, you know, podcasting. Mm. People would think, well, what's you, that again? Yeah. <laughs> what's a podcast? Um, mm. You know, we've got radio, like we don't need a podcast. But then someone comes along and says, actually, you know, no, like this opens up this whole opportunity to have conversations that you know you can't have on radio because of this reason this reason this yep. reason and you can listen to it on your phone yep. anywhere and you can stream it you don't have to worry about reception so um yeah you're, you're still it's something new and original but mm. it comes back to the fact of like the, core the delivery yeah. and the opportunity yeah, yeah and like it's funny isn't it when you look at things like you know podcast is not a bad example where you know here we are quite a few years into it really even though it's still being talked about as if it's you know the great new yeah. thing um, but when you're a few years into it and you think how could this not have taken off you yeah know? anyway don't get me started there <laughs> all right what about um you talked a little bit there before about pitching you know pitching to venture capitalists and mm -hmm. you know a lot of our listeners uh, are probably never going to pitch to a venture capitalist but in some ways I think that uh, in our own very small sort of home-based businesses um, we're pitching to another form of venture capitalist and that is our family yeah because we're saying to them hey I would like you to support me because I want to go and sit in that third bedroom <laughs> and start a business yeah so it's kind of similar you know the parallels anyway um, how important do you think the whole business name, uh, you know, is to, to, to the pitch process or to the establishment of a new business? How important is the name? 
I think in startup world, it can be um, quite important to have a really catchy, flashy name that you kind of look at it and you're like, I don't understand what this is. Right. It, it doesn't, you know, it's not very self-explanatory. Mm. Um, so people want to learn more. Um, but yeah, I think it might be a little bit different to the the sort of more small business. I suppose it depends a lot on the nature of the business yeah. as well, doesn't it? You know, I know a lot of businesses that are looking to sort of scale and grow. They make up names yeah. because then they know they haven't got trademark issues because yeah, exactly. the name doesn't exist. Yeah, but it's, it, it is interesting and I guess it is, it, it's tricky until, you, you know, if you talk to somebody who's like, say you're a writer. Now imagine if you were back to being a freelance writer, totally by yourself, you know, you, you might choose to use your name and who could blame you? Because yeah. it's a lovely name and it's, <laughs> you know, you build a reputation around your name. Yeah. But um, interesting, so when you see names come across your desk, it's um, you're looking, maybe not really looking, but if, if something jumps out as being a bit unusual, then that's that's, yeah. that's quite interesting from yeah. an editorial point of view, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Do you think some names can be just a little bit too clever? Um, yes. Mm. There is a thing in startup world. It was a trend a couple of years ago of um, just removing vowels. Oh yes. From names. Flickr. <laughs> yeah, Tumblr. Yeah. Yes. You know? I, what um, was that? And that becomes you annoying. know a kind of yeah annoying and then like a sort of ecosystem when you say ecosystem the yeah. startup ecosystem um you know a meme yes you know yes oh another you know no another vowel. one that's chopped a vowel <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i guess it is interesting i'm sure there's uh, i'm sure there are people that uh, have written theses on oh, probably on the removal of vowels yeah. in startups anyway <laughs> yeah. so look what we, we haven't really touched on on kind of the legal and accounting mm -hmm. side of things. But I mean, I guess rather than necessarily going into that in detail, I guess we both agree that uh, certainly, you know, thinking about trademarks, thinking about legal setup, thinking about, um, you know, having your accounting handle mm -hmm. are all pretty essential. Yes. Have you come across businesses that have kind of uh, ignored that side of things where it's come back to really bite them? I'm not looking for you to name names, but is that something you come across where a business has got started and then got into all sorts, sorts of trouble because it hasn't set up properly? Yeah, I think startups in particular because they're so focused on the technology and really mm. pursuing growth um, and the tech side can be quite complicated. Yeah, um, They don't pay close enough attention at the start to you know, the, the admin yeah. setup of it yes. all, which is something that I think you really do need to get right. Yeah. Um, so to avoid the big headaches that really can yes, come down the right. line if you don't do it at, at first. Yeah. This is probably a good point to remind listeners that if you're looking for more in-depth support, practical workshops and business events on this and many other small business topics, head along to the Business Connect website. Simply go to industry.nsw.gov.au forward slash Business Connect or search Business Connect NSW. Why don't we have a look at uh, the workplace mm -hmm. a little bit, right? Because I think, again, particularly in startup, um, and, uh, you know, I know when you your vision of startup is is possibly slightly different to my own in that you see startup in a you know nice big funky space with a lot of people <laughs> more your age i see them as people nudging towards my level of working from a home base so 
But regardless of whether you're in a home base or you're in a co-working space or wherever, um, how essential do you think having a uh, the right workplace is and do you have any observations of that from your experience with startups? Yeah, definitely. I think it's hugely important. Um, I mean, even when you just go back to the start of, you know, if you're coming up with a business and you have to do your your market research or customer validation, find people to speak to. Mm. Being in a co-working space where you might be at your own desk, but you've got someone working on a different business on either side of you. Um, You know, you go to the coffee machine in the kitchen Mm. and you meet all these other people working on different businesses. It's easy to start conversations and get talking about what you're doing and get their thoughts. Um, so having that sense of connection, community, very valuable to yeah. a startup scenario. Yeah, and I mean, so I'll be honest, like over the last couple of years that I've been at Startup Daily, there have been so many reports that have come out about the uh, Sydney, New South Wales, wider Australian startup ecosystem. Yes. And all of them said, you know, we need to look to places like San Francisco where there's lots of ecosystem density. So mm-hmm. lots of people in the same place and I was like okay but you know like co-working spaces in Sydney are sort of dotted around the CBD Mm. it's not that hard to get from one to the other like it's pretty connected. So you're saying that that's sort of the the message out of San Francisco is more keep them all cluster them all really close together. Yeah so I I mean I could understand that but I never saw it in practice until uh, the New South Wales government last year opened the Sydney Startup Hub in Wynyard. So yeah, it brought together four of the biggest co-working spaces in the city in the one building. Mm. Then Innovation New South Wales is also based out of there. Transport for New South Wales has an accelerator based out of there. Mm. So there's about 2,000, 2,500 residents working out of this one building on top of Wynyard Station. Gosh, it must glow in the dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's it's actually amazing. Now I go there and I'm like, okay, now I now really understand. I've yes, seen it okay. in practice. And it's just, even just walking around Wynyard and Barangaroo now, you see, you know, startups are famous for their, uh, you got the startup t-shirt with your logo on it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, they're kind of outnumbering the guys in suits mm. now. Yes. Um, and it's just so easy to sort of start a conversation with mm. people. And, um, yeah, I think that's really important. Yeah, but look, I know you, 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 you that's, that is terrific. And I guess we both need to bear in mind there'll be a lot of people listening who aren't in that situation yes. and who don't want to be in that situation mm. necessarily. And I know with uh, your publication, you developed the whole sort of, uh, what was it called, Silicon... Silicon Valley. So, yeah, so, no, no, you say your, your own, it's called Silicon Paddock. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes Silicon yes. Paddock. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I hadn't totally forgotten Silicon Valley, but you never know, I might have done. Um, but, you know, that's where you sort of looked at, uh, and indeed still are, kind of yeah. looking and talking to more rural kind of startups. Mm-hmm. So, do you observe the same sort of thing going on there, that there are a sort of clusters forming regionally and they're good places to be, you reckon? Yeah, there's so yeah. many um, regional co-working spaces opening mm. and they kind of cater to, I mean, I guess, you know, the Sydney Startup Hub is more really like tech startup startup, yes, yes. but these regional co-working spaces are sort of catering more to any kind of business mm. that's starting up. So bringing in, you know, the people that might have otherwise been working from the third bedroom at home, yes, you know, yes. giving them just a place to be with other people. Mm. Um, yeah, and I guess the thing is as well there is that 
regardless of our location, we can, you know, we can come together, we, yeah. whether it's through things like the Flying Solo Forums mm -hmm. or through your own community that, that you have with Startup Daily, is we can do this virtually and increasingly we do, don't yeah. we? But, um, okay, so uh, look, I think we've been through a whole a lot of the, the kind of the major issues there. Um, what I'd like to have a look at maybe is, uh, and again, you would be more across this than I would in, in terms of younger startups. How do, are they maintaining their energy and their motivation? Because, you know, it's, you hear lots of stories of people working all day and all night and living on pizza and coffee. <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't believe it's all like that, but do you have any observations there of how people are, or how they should, have, perhaps how people should make sure they maintain the energy and stay focused on their work? Yeah, I think that is a really big issue that's coming up in the space right now. There's a lot of talk about, um, you know, the mental health of mm. startup founders and yeah. business owners, because it can be quite difficult. So I think it's important to, um, you know, recognize if you might need help or even just there's a lot of um, events out there at the moment and meetups mm. um, to bring you together into a community where you can just talk to other people, yeah. um, you know, and kind of hear that you're not alone. There are other people that are, you know, it's it's not, I think we always think like it, it looks like it's overnight success in business, mm, but it's not. Never. So, And when you get talking to other people, like yes. they'll let you in on that yes. as well. Um, so again, you're, you're saying lean on the community yeah. and talk about stuff. That's yeah. what we need to do. We need to be open about and it. And you if you can't do it in person, there are so many resources online, like yeah. Flying Solo yeah. um, or Startup Daily. And there are people who just want to talk to someone and they'll be so happy yes. to share and talk to you yeah yeah quite right and look and again you know we know through for businesses in new south wales we've got a, a number of ways we can talk to people again through business connect so finally then final question my real final as opposed to that one which is an almost final um the whole notion of changing direction and flipping you know we see and hear of businesses that do this how do you know when it's time to do it a good question. <laughs> oh, now it's your turn. A good answer. I think if you kind of see that there's a better opportunity, mm. um, so in startup land we call it a pivot, yep. where you're still sort of working in the same space, but just taking a new direction mm. or doing you know something different but yep. better. Yep. That's going to be a better opportunity um, than. Do you see businesses that are? That, I mean, has Pivot become trendy? Are people doing it too early? Um, that's an interesting one. I think Australian startups, for the most part that I've seen, are quite willing to sort of um, stick it out for a while. Yeah. Um, but I think as well, like, the right time to do it is if you do have a product, you know, out there in market and you are looking at how your customers or potential customers are using it or not using it. I mean, like, well, why aren't you? Okay, you would use it if we did this instead. Okay, well, if enough people are telling you that, then Make maybe the that's change. really what you should do. Yes, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, so it's actually kind of where we started, isn't it? Is it just because we, or, you know, when we emphasize the need to talk to people to find out what problem you solve at the beginning, doesn't mean we shouldn't, 
yeah. stop talking to them. We need to be talking all the time and observing what people are doing with our products or our services and and move if we need to to keep the interest of our market. Yep. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, well, look, um, Gina Baldessari, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Before we leave you, thanks so much for joining us in this episode of the special five-part Success Essential series brought to you by the New South Wales Government's Business Connect program. To listen to the other episodes and catch our webinar, head to flyingsolo.com.au forward slash businessconnect. And if your business is in New South Wales, Business Connect gives you access to personalised business advisory services, skills training and events, and your first four hours of one-to-one business advice are totally free. To find out more, head to industry.nsw.gov.au forward slash businessconnect or call 1300 134 359. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au. We look forward to catching you again on the Flying Solo podcast. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au. 